Eventually, there's going to be like a Fathers for Justice thing where like someone was such a bad dad that, you know, the pots and pans were ordered custody of the kids. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you know they were giving is, them though? better advice. You know what this is? In uh, in Marx, he has this metaphor for like alienation and atomization where he says people are like a sack of potatoes. Like they don't have any solidarity. They're like individual potatoes rattling around in a big sack together. This is a sack of small beans. <laughs> Hmm. Um, so, what's their actual theory of change? How's this company proposed to work? The germ of their idea was never them thinking, oh, we feel burned out, we need to solve it. Whether this is back to the Anne Helen Peterson article. Not the BMP cookery <laughs> channel, in case you're confused. <laughs> Mark that on your cards at home. The BMP um, also very keen on solving things. It was, it, was, it was Ling talking about cooking and what it did for his feelings. Camille kept bringing up Benjamin Franklin's 13 virtues. <laughs> Here's the best one. Emmett Shine couldn't shake the feeling that he was just like Abe Simpson, an old man shaking his fist at the cloud, but with no idea what exactly he was so anxious and angry about. Damn, man yells at the cloud because he just hates <laughs> centralized <good>. data storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Small bean yells at cloud. Uh. I um, mean, like... Wh- what is wrong? How are they? I bet all these people are fucking millionaires as well. Like, absolutely, oh, and, and, they're, and they're millionaires from like making some Instagram posts about like why pants are trendy. Yeah, it's, just, or it's so why why pants are for monkeys. Um, it's so banal, isn't it? It's just like I kind of like I'm actually struggling to concentrate during this episode because like as much as I, I'm finding it hard to actually muster up the necessary hate for this product to like really because it's just nothing. Yeah, it's much, just much like Gladwell. It's like a psychic vampire yeah and it's like one of those things where like in any other industry this level of just nonsense would not be tolerated like if you were as bad a plumber as they are like a fucking product designer no one would employ you because like everyone's house would be underwater but like for some reason unless this mythical world of like fucking oh yeah well i came out with this dumb startup idea we were at fucking Deshume the other night right again here's my turn to be posh right um and uh, there was some like americans saying oh because it was the Shoreditch one, of course. And they were sitting across from us, you know, talking about like all oh, the various like startup ideas they'd been coming up with. And they're all just like dumb. But this is like the world we live in now where like the way to succeed is to come up with a stupid idea for a product nobody needs because then some billionaires will fund it because they have so much money that it's starting to cost them money. So they have to fund <laughs> something with it. And then you just get bollocks like this gets produced and they sell it to a few hundred people on Instagram and in two years it goes it goes bust. But heaven forbid anyone should try and have a career in like something like the arts because like trying to have a career in the arts when you aren't already famous is just like lame because like obviously you'd be famous by now if you're any good right whereas all these like fucking mediocre assholes and they just they become millionaires through nothing through companies that fail and lose money and it's just it's insane like back in the day you had to at least like dig oil out of the ground or something like do something that was useful if like evil but no it's just like ah cookware that makes you feel better about yourself what you, you actually didn't though it was it was always this bad because oil executives, the guys who made money on oil, were called grubstakers, uh, si- if not sister, cousin podcast to us, uh, who would like, oh, we'll give you the money to go and dig the oil out of the ground, and then you'll get a share of it, and then they'll just steal your share from you. So it, it's always huh. been like this. Um, yeah. 
But that at least produced a product that was useful. Yeah, even if it was extractive, and they were less self-pitying. To be fair. Yeah. yeah, at least Andrew look- Carnegie did not like doff his giant top hat and complain about how uh, mm. like he needed self therapy through brands. <laughs> so, a- anxiety Rockefellers. Uh, uh, we got to where we got to with patterns, said Emmett Shine, as a form of self therapy. Christ, <laughs> you did it! Uh, <laughs> I did the thing. I did the thing. You did the lathe of heaven. <sighs> now, um, Natalie, you talk a lot about. Um, <clears throat> how worthwhile endeavors in the arts, especially in worthwhile endeavors by working class people, tend not to get funded because so many of society's resources just go to making, you know, a a, a brand of, of like a, a, a call out service for plumbers that always have a cup of tea with you. Like, what, what's your reaction to that? Right. Yeah. And also one of my like chief complaints about kind of cultural climate is just like how banal it's become and how like how co- like lowest common denominator everything has become so it's just like just as inoffensive as possible if you can make something as inoffensive as possible you'll have like your standard likely chance of getting commissioned for it and that's kind of happening from the other end of the spectrum because that's happening from a kind of like arcs world perspective but you can kind of see the mechanisms of it laid bare here right because it's a kind of it's a similar thing happening from the corporate it's like the, the corporate world trying to make itself look as like benign and like friendly as possible because that's the logic that now pervades everything and it also conceals obviously like we were talking about like a much more like rampantly like capitalist agenda but do we know how successful this stuff is like is it actually selling um, that doesn't matter I- anymore it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what this is like? There was a time when Pablo Escobar, the uh, Colombian drug lord, was making so much money in cash from uh, drug sales that obviously he couldn't use banks or launder it that quickly. So he ended up just burying oil drums full of $100 bills all over Colombia, which just rotted. And that's what and that's this what is. That's what we do and with your Patreon is. money. That too. But that, that's what this is. This is an oil drum full of slowly yeah. decomposing cash. Yeah. Mm. Do they but, still do they still have the the agency? Do they still have uh what was it called again? I forget. Gin Lane. Gin Lane. Gin Lane. No. Why is it called Gin Lane? Uh, because, because they saw the Hogarth woodcut and were like, ooh, oh, right. oh, cool. Okay. And they, and they missed oh, yeah, the yeah. points of it. Like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Ginny Lane is in my mind and in my heart. I think this it's the um it's it's the it's the it, it's our, this, our it's brands this, will sorry. make you so distracted that you throw your baby off an overpass. <laughs> it's the Huge. it's the soft boy version of the people who watch American Psycho and think it's about a cool guy. Exactly. Right. Um, Babies are freeloaders. Throw them off bridges. You know, like um, they're they're the ones that are contributing to your burnout. Babies, they get you up in the middle of the night, and what do they do? Nothing. Do they ever earn any money? Have they ever paid the rent? No. So here's what Emmett Shine has to say, and I'm going to need everyone to listen until I am done reading this. Quotation. Speak on it. Listen, he continued, the frustration palpable in his voice. I like surfing. I like waves. Look around and you'll see pictures of waves everywhere in this office. But if you go on Wikipedia and type in waves, it's all math. The entire universe is constructed of waves. If you're surfing and you're ahead of the waves, you get toppled over. If your ratios are behind the wave, it just goes underneath you and you can't catch it. And all I'm going to say, and I'm going to try to say this in a way that isn't like pull quotey and bad, but I think we found ourselves in a good wave position. Oh, not- we live in a fucking society! <laughs> I, I, oh my god, you know what, what the fuck did we just listen to? I, was I that? don't do you think, think he's malfunctioning. Think, yeah, I, d- I don't think he succeeded in making it not poor quotey and bad. It was the poor quote. 
Well, except that no one, <laughs> except that no one apart from us would ever quote that because it makes no sense and is incredibly long and unwieldy. So I like surfing and I like waves. Look around you and you'll see pictures of waves everywhere in this office. Okay, I mean that. That's, I don't know why he's saying it, but at least it makes sense. Mm. It's connected. I like surfing, so I put up pictures of waves mm. in the office. Yeah, yeah that's just mm. ordinary stupid guy. And then it takes a hard turn <laughs> into Labrador. That's being like, I like I like cars. And if you look around this office, you'll see pictures of raw gasoline everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you look in your glass, you'll see a cup full of raw gasoline. Yeah, drink it now. The entire u- If you go on Wikipedia and type in waves, it's all math. Well, that's just not true, isn't it? Well, there'll be there'll be like a disambiguation. He doesn't even know about the disambiguation. <laughs> the, the Beatles go to Rishi Kesh and uh, like a Swami sells them some cookware. Incredible. <laughs> the entire universe is constructed of waves. No, it's not. Is he doing like a really badly remembered version of string theory? Is that the almost certainly? Because uh. if you're going to be a, a a market, if you're going to be a venture capital funded marketing agency. All you have is pretending you're smart by quoting stuff you half remember from having read from a fancy book that you read 10 years ago. Yeah, the universe this, yeah. is more of a vibe, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more or less what he says. This guy really prides himself on being well-read as well in the article. Like, there's a whole spiel about him loving to read. And, oh, like, he's, um, he's small bean Steve Bannon. Mm. Right, mm. yeah. A hundred years ago, this guy would be like, you know, the universe is largely comprised of orgone energy, and that's why I have all these jars of testicles. <laughs> Wait, uh, Natalie, I didn't catch the part about his um, literary obsession. What was what were his books like? Oh, I don't think she specifies what his books were. I mean, maybe she does, but she actually was kind of annoying because I I don't mind the girl who wrote it. I thought the burnout piece was quite good, but in this one, she's kind of like she's celebrating the fact that he's someone that works in Silicon Valley, and yet he's so well read, um, but doesn't specify what he reads. But honestly, kind of- banned books. <laughs> yeah. Banned books in general because they impress the world's dumbest people. <laughs> yeah. But it's like people who pride themselves on having read Sapiens, right? There's like countless people working in the corporate world who read one book last year and it was Sapiens. And they quote from it, like, they quote from it all the time. And it's like they they would use every, and they like Sapiens. They like Sapiens because there's no kind of like, there's very little like kind of like theoretical understanding to it. There's very little kind of like theoretical analysis to it. It's just like a succession of facts. And they can go and uh, like quote to other people, and it's a complete like commoditization of knowledge. It's like they see they see the point of reading and the point of knowledge, so that they've kind of got it and they can use it, and they can use it against people, and they can use it to bolster their image and make them look smart. But they have no theoretical understanding. Like these people are abjectly stupid. Yes, mm. and, and like they don't have to. Like, it's more digestible because unlike uh, our favorite writer Sun Tzu Machiavelli, they don't have to like <laughs> apply <laughs> the lessons to business from like I don't know leading a Chinese army or in the Middle Kingdom. <laughs> and instead, they just have to like just read the thing and like internalize it. <laughs>